The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we celebrate the Holy Trinity this weekend. As I mentioned, it's the foundational truth of our faith. It's been revealed to us by God himself. We can't forget that our faith, our Christian religion, is one of revelation. That's really important that we keep that in mind, that God himself has revealed himself to us all throughout history. We share in the Jewish tradition that Jesus was a Jew. I mean, he was the son of God, but born into Jewish history and tradition, and that he was the fulfillment of all of the prophecies. But all of that was revealed. And as the Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches, what is our proper response to God's revelation? I say it up here all the time. Faith. Faith. You wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't have some kind of faith. And that's a gift. That's one of the theological virtues. But it's a gift from God. And so, because we can... We can rationalize, we can reason that there is a God. We can come to that conclusion just on the basis of logic. But we cannot arrive at the existence of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit by logic. That's impossible. So we need faith. God had, God had to reveal that to us. And then he had to give us the faith to believe it. That Jesus is the Son of God, we need faith to believe that. We just can't reason that. Although you could take, from a historical perspective, you could argue that you could reason that he was the Christ. But still it takes a leap of faith to have a relationship with Jesus. To believe in his lordship. To believe in the love of God the Father that comes to us through the Son in the Spirit. So anyway, we can't overemphasize the importance of faith on a daily basis. That hit me very strongly on my retreat recently. I got to do an an annual eight-day silent retreat. And this year I went to Pittsburgh and went to this rather famous retreat center called the Ark and the Dove. So it obviously has a lot of Holy Spirit overtones to it. 
They say it's the birthplace of the modern-day Catholic charismatic renewal. Anyway, the Lord made it very clear to me the importance for me to make daily acts of faith in Him and in myself, in my own identity as a beloved son of the Father. To believe that I am the joy of the Father's heart. And when I saw the first reading today, I was very happy because it's referencing the Holy Spirit. And then at the very end, listen to this. I was beside him as his craftsman. And I was his delight day by day, playing before him all the while, playing on the surface of his earth. And I found delight in the human race. That is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now you heard that, and I'm emphasizing it, but now we need, you need, I need to make an act of faith in that. I need to respond to that in faith. How can I do that? For example, in the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare the truth that God delights in me. Repeat after me, all right? We're going to do this all together. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare the truth that God delights in me. So that means that we could also say that I am delightful. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, I believe that I am delightful. Now you might say, well, I kind of find that hard to believe, you know. A perfect opportunity to fake it until you make it. But you're not just faking it, you're actually making an act of faith. And what has been revealed to you, what has been told to you by God. When Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist, we heard the voice of the Father. You are my beloved son. And when we were all baptized, whenever that happened, the Father also looked at us and said, ah, my beloved son, my beloved daughter. I am claiming you for myself, through myself, in myself. Only the Trinity can say that. But the Father was claiming us through the Son in the Spirit. So we have been introduced, you could say, into this eternal exchange of love that is the Trinity. That's how John Paul, Pope St. John Paul II Describe the Trinity, an eternal exchange of love, total, free, faithful, fruitful love. That is the Holy Trinity. No holds barred, you could say. They hold nothing back. They delight completely and totally in each other. And all throughout the Last Supper, Jesus insisted that we know that he wanted his joy, which is to say the Holy Spirit, to be in us so that our joy, just like his, could be complete. 
God wants us to be happy. God wants us to experience this joy of being the joy of the Father's heart. That's why Jesus could do that. That's why Jesus could go to the cross because he knew exactly who he was and how loved he was by the Father. He knew that he was indeed the joy of the Father's heart because he had the Holy Spirit so intimately united with him that he couldn't forget it. Even though in his humanity, he was feeling very distraught, you could say, and desolate. But nobody can take that from you, just like they couldn't take it from Jesus. Nobody can take away who you are. They can certainly chip away at it. And the enemy does that, the devil, the world does that. And then we can do it to ourselves. That's the sad thing. Try to be aware of how you speak to yourself. Oh, you idiot. Oh, you stupid. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because that's not true. That's not true. I should be ashamed of myself. No, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. Because God is not ashamed of you. He may not be real happy about what you're doing at any given moment. (laughs) But he's never ashamed of who you are. Because fundamentally, you are his. And you are very good. As it says in the book of Genesis. So I really invite you, if you don't do it already, I invite you to make these acts of faith in who you are because of who he made you to be. This isn't bragging about yourself. This isn't trying to come up with a list of all of the great things that you can do. That's nice. But before we do anything, we are beloved children of God. And Paul highlighted that in the second reading. Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. To be justified is to be made right with. And how were we made right with God? By God himself. It's the only way it could have happened. As I just said, I said God claimed us for himself through himself, in himself, but he also made us right with himself, by himself, in himself. God justified us by sending his own son to die for us, and then he poured out his very spirit into us to make us one with him, to share in their righteousness. It's not because of what we do, dear friends. We can't make ourselves right with God. It's impossible. But we can cooperate with his grace and we can believe that he's done this for us and have peace in Christ. Through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand. You want security? You want certainty? Stand in that. 
Stand in that grace, in that truth of who you are, of who you have become because of what he has done for you. So again, I encourage you to make those acts of faith this week and every day of your life. I believe in the name of Jesus, I believe that I am a child of God. In the name of Jesus, I believe that I am loved by God, that I am wanted by God, that I am chosen by God, that he is for me, he's not against me. I believe that God has a plan for my life and a purpose for my life. I believe that I am forgiven. If, you, if you've asked for forgiveness, especially when you go to confession, I'm forgiven, I'm redeemed, I'm blessed. So much goodness. And yet we can get so absorbed in all of the chaos and craziness in the world. Don't do that. Don't do that either. It's not healthy. It's not helpful. And it usually doesn't help you to become holier either. But rather, it is our faith, our faith in the goodness of God and the mercy of God that allows us to believe in our own goodness. God believes in you. He wants you to believe in yourself, in your own goodness. So God, help us. Help us to grow in faith. Help us to believe in the beauty and the glory of the Holy Trinity that we have been adopted into that we have been introduced into thanks to you and help us to appreciate what we have become because of what you have done for us. Amen.